Hello everyone, welcome back. My name is Arna Sahu, host of Arna's News, and if you are a newcomer, welcome to the channel. I give you warm greetings digitally. Today we are with a special guest, Miss Erin Keeley. She's an experienced director of engineering with a demonstrated history of working in the computer hardware industry, skilled in new product development in engineering, operations management, and data analytics. She's also successfully built and led teams in the US, Europe, and Asia. Ms. Keeley has also worked at IBM, Techwoman, and HGST, a Western digital computer hardware brand. If you are here again, thank you for clicking back to this podcast. With that said, make sure to come back to this podcast channel soon for a new episode. All right, so my first question is, what made you interested in engineering slash STEM and educating others? Yeah, it's interesting because uh, when I was growing up, I didn't know anything about engineering. Um, I always liked math and science, so I thought I might be a doctor or um, maybe get a PhD in chemistry. Um, but I had the chance to intern when I was in college. Um, so I interned at Phillips Petroleum um, as a chemical engineer, and I found I really loved it. I liked the problem solving, and I liked working in tech. And, um, and that experience led me to uh, stay in engineering and actually start working in it. Um, when I was at Michigan in my engineering classes, there were probably two to three women in each class. And um, I had full expectation that by now um, it would be 50-50 and we would have equity, you know, by the time that uh, I was further along in my career. And I was surprised to learn over the years that actually the percentage in some of the fields had actually dropped. And um, I thought that um, that was really disappointing to me because I thought that, um, you know, it was such a great opportunity for women like me who, um, really uh, didn't know about the field, but could actually be successful in it. Uh, so after that, I started, um, you know, volunteering and mentoring and encourage young women to study math and science and at least get exposure and consider um, tech careers. All right, so my next question for you is, what are the best resources that have helped you find your career path? Yeah, and in my case, you know, I, I um, to be totally honest, my uh, father uh, recommended that I look into engineering. Um, he had worked at the university level, and he knew there were jobs in it. And um, he, he mentioned it in such a way that um, I wasn't turned off or defensive, but I did look into it. So um, I was fortunate to have that opportunity because growing up, I didn't know anyone in engineering. Um, I do think though that now there are many more resources available for even uh, young girls and boys to get some exposure. And I would encourage everyone to do that. Uh, one of the programs I work with is a program called Technovation. And it's where you make actually an, a mobile app to solve a problem in your community. And we get young girls and boys as young as 10 years old that are able to do that. And by the end of the program actually finish that mobile app. And I think that's really helpful to um, to give um, you know young students the knowledge that they can actually create these things, and that it's not only to create it for the money, which is important, but also to create it to help others. So I would definitely encourage people to engage in those programs. Engage um, anytime you get a chance to either visit your parents or your friends or or others workspaces because um, 
I would definitely do it because you may actually su be surprised as to what people do during their day and get excited about, uh, you know, science or math or, or STEM careers. Okay. And then my next question is, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue, to pursue a career similar to yours? Yeah, I would say go for it. You know, I would say try it. Um, and as you learn at what you're interested in and good at, you can always kind of modify that career path. But if you don't go for it and don't try it, you will probably never get there. So I would take advantage of the opportunities you have. I would not get frustrated if you find that that first math class in college is hard. Um, you know, just keep trying because um, it's that persistence and, and that grit that gets you through um, not only your high school and university studies and getting into college, but also your work through, throughout your career. So I would not give up. I would definitely try it, um, learn what you like the most, and also keep trying. I would definitely go. Okay. And then, um, sorry, you're, you're cutting out a little bit for me, but I think just on my end, but, oh, okay. but what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? I think, you know, when I started, um, because I was one of the few women, you know, I tried to blend in as much as possible. And, um, I, um, wanted to, uh, work in a way that, you know, that people would almost not notice I was a woman, a woman or there was something different about me so that they didn't have to change, you know, how they worked at all. And, and I felt that was kind of the best way for me to be successful. And, um, you know, in a lot of ways it worked. Um, but I think that um, when I look at it in retrospect, that I was the best possible engineer, I was the best possible manager and executive when I was more my authentic self. So I would really encourage people as much as possible to, you know, to not be afraid to speak up, you know, about what they see or what they think or what we can do better. And also as much as possible to, to bring their own strengths um, and personalities into the workplace because we really do benefit when we get that diversity of opinion um, and people with different experiences, um, and different ideas, uh, we'll, we're able to innovate faster, we're able to make more of a difference. And I think if I had had maybe a little bit more confidence earlier in my career and a little bit more willingness to, to really be myself and to speak up for what I felt was important, I think I would have been even more effective and, and maybe had more impact on the people that followed me. Okay, and then what was a big challenge that you faced? Well, I would say, you know, um, there were many, <laughs> and I think that's what we have to expect, you know, in, in life in general. Um, but, you know, one of my first ones was that shortly out of school, I was working for an alternative energy company. And this was something that I was really interested in, in terms of, you know, battling climate change and making a difference for the future. And um, the company didn't make it, you know, it was a startup, it was dependent on federal funding and grants. And um, so I was laid off. And as someone who, you know, always felt like, you know, or always, I should say, tried to excel at what I did, you know, that was really a difficult, um, a difficult situation to be in. And I think that, um, you know, 
what made it work for me is that I tried as hard as possible is, is not to take that personally, you know, and that although I'm, I'm sure I could have done things better, you know, in my job and my, my career at that point, but to, to recognize that even though that particular job or company didn't work out, I had skills and abilities and the capability to make a difference and be a good engineer. And um, out of that experience, I started interviewing uh, with companies and, and I found, you know, what turned out to be an ideal job for me, you know, when I first started working at IBM. And I just, um, going from the small company to me for this large company, I had um, many more opportunities and I was getting promoted regularly and I really um, was excited about working in the new technology. So out of that really tough experience, I think I, um, I grew kind of like a little bit of a harder shell, you know, in terms of, you know, taking those, um, those challenges that come along the way. And I actually found something that turned out for me to be a much better fit and a great experience. Okay. And then my next question is, what is a common myth about your profession that you want to debunk? Yeah, I think, first of all, I'll, I'll start, start with maybe one of the most obvious is that, um, you know, um, men and women from all over the world uh, can be good engineers and good engineering executives and good managers. So there is not one um, typecast person who will be successful in this. And I think often we feel that way. We think that person who you know, was on a computer at three years old or was in the Intel Science Fair are the only people. But our, our world and our industry needs um, all different types of people. And there are some people who, who, who think a little bit differently or may spend a little bit more time trying to understand the situation or may be really good at inspiring others to, to achieve their best. And we need all of those kinds. So that's the first thing. And the second thing I would say is that, um, you know, particularly when I first started out, even the women who I worked with initially as an engineer started dropping out of the workforce, you know, and part of that was, you know, they had children, maybe they had a, a husband or a partner who, who was working. So financially, maybe they didn't need it at the time. But I will tell you that you can be a mother <laughs> and you can excel in engineering and be an executive. And I think that um, by being an executive, there were some things that were harder, you know, in that um, I was expected to, and I should have probably traveled more, you know, to meet with customers and to meet with partners. And I did it, I did what I needed to do, but I limited it because I wanted to be home with my two children, especially when they were small. Um, but I also had flexibility. So, you know, I could somewhat set my meeting schedule for me and my team to make sure that I was able to meet with everyone and understand the issues. Um, but I also could, um, to a certain extent, schedule my, um, my day around, you know, things that were really important to me. So I made every one of my children's plays. I made most of their sporting events. I took my daughter's class to computer when she was in kindergarten. And, um, you know, and sometimes it took, I flew to Hong Kong for six hours once. I flew to Norway for 12. But um, 
you know, it was, you know, I think being a mother um, and having that other whole life and importance to me actually made me a better executive, made me a better manager um, because I could appreciate some of the challenges that my team was going through. I um, made sure that I didn't, um, you know, take meetings till midnight every night. You know, I really was uh, much more sensitive to that. And it also allowed me to um, financially support my children. And um, both of them have gone to um, university and professional schools. And um, partially because I did have a good job in tech and I continued working throughout that time, um, they were able to graduate without loans and are now working. So I feel so fortunate to um, have had this opportunity um, to work in tech and also to provide for my children. Um, because I was a single mom. So if, if I hadn't worked, it would have been much more of a challenge. Okay, and then if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't? Oh, you've done a really good job. Um, I think, um, you know, I think maybe some of the things that um, I may have done that helped make me successful um, in my career. Um, and I think one of them was that I took advantage of opportunities. So, you know, when I had that chance to do that internship and in, it was in Oklahoma, so it was my first time really away from home. And I took it and I wasn't sure it was exactly what I wanted to do, but by taking advantage of that opportunity, um, I was able to uh, find things that I really like to do. Um, I had a chance to take a big job when my kids were two and four years old, and I actually turned it down uh, twice, but the boss really wanted me to take that job. And, um, and by, by stepping into that role, I, um, you know, I really was able to uh, challenge myself and learn a lot. And um, I think that really was a springboard for my future career and, and being successful as an executive. It also gave me the chance later in life, I did work uh, for a while uh, at a reduced work, work, work hours. So I worked like 70% of time for a while just to make sure I was there for my children. So having that um, good technical skills, that good career, you know, gave me that flexibility to uh, to be also be there for my children when when they needed me and I will I will always always be thankful for that Alrighty, and then how do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things within your role? Yeah, I think one of the most important things is to keep an open mind, you know Oftentimes we think that because we've been doing things a certain way. That's the right way to do things and um, I think if we can really listen to recommendations that others bring in and new ideas, it can be really helpful. I found I learned the most, um, you know, when I was able to take on new responsibilities because rather than just learning through a I had to learn. I, you know, I had to, to do different things and, and learn more. So early in my career, when I was moving around to different jobs a lot, I was continually learning through that jobs. And later in the career, though, when um, 
you know, when I was kind of doing um, similar things for a while, it was much harder for me, you know, to, to do that and keep learning. And that's when I took advantage of some of the outside opportunities. So I took classes at Stanford. Um, I took one in new product development. And what that allowed me to do was to see not only the way that I was doing new product development, but how were other people, you know, facing those challenges, um, you know, in their companies and in other areas. I also took classes um, that turned out to be really great in um, design thinking, which allowed me to kind of um, open up my mind more and realize that even though I never thought, I do have some creativity in me. And so it was really kind of fun through design thinking to be able to do that and then to apply it in my work and life. And um, the last thing I did was I took um, some um, management classes at Harvard and that allowed me to take, you know, my real life examples that I was working on and things that had gone well and things that maybe were a little bit more challenging and learn some of the theory behind them uh, of what happened and what I could do to be more successful. So I think today with so much online learning um, and so many programs available, I would definitely encourage people to do that because um, what we learned today or what you learned yesterday in school may not be applicable in 20 years, but your ability to learn, that will be one of the things that makes you most successful. Okay. And then what do you think is the vital factor that shaped your career in life? What was your life before learning it? And what was your life after learning it? Hmm. I think that um, I was extremely shy when, um, when I was growing up. And so much so that I wouldn't even want to say here in class. I was afraid like my voice would sound funny and, um, you know, that people would look at me and I, I, I never wanted to make a mistake or do something stupid. And it, it really kept me, I think it really inhibited me. So I was able to excel in school when it was like tests and all, but in terms of like, um, you know, class interactions, presentations, I was really challenged by that. And so I think as I started working and started getting more comfortable and started realizing that um, even if, I mean, everyone makes mistakes, right? And if I didn't take advantage of that opportunity to either share my ideas or share my experiences, um, then I wasn't being everything I could be and I wasn't helping others as much as I could or even helping my company, right? If I was staying quiet in a meeting and not speaking up. So I think that ability to be willing to speak up, to willing to not be afraid of asking a question, you know, that maybe someone out there will think you should know or you were stupid. The reality of it is, is there's probably many people in that meeting who might have that question, right? And so by asking that question, you help many people out. But I think getting over that hump was the biggest factor, not only in my career, but in my life, you know, because I now have, um, are able to reach out to more people. I'm, I've just been able to, you know, I have friends in countries all over the world. And, um, and I was willing, you know, to take that risk, that, that one probably my biggest risk in taking that big job, right? 
and not being afraid of failing at it. So I think that if we can look at, you know, our careers in life as, um, you know, kind of taking small steps and learning and um, growing, um, I think it's a lot less scary. And I would encourage everyone to do that. You know, every day, try something new, try, try something that makes you maybe a little bit scared or reach out to someone who, you know, maybe um, you're a little bit um, afraid of doing or you're a little bit intimidated by. I think if we can, if we can all take little steps like that every day, um, you know, we will, at least for me, I, 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 I have a much fuller life now. And I think I was able to, to achieve much more because of getting over that hurdle of being so shy and so scared of doing something wrong. Okay. And then who is your biggest role model slash biggest influence on your life? Yeah, I, I think it's, um, I have to say it was my father. Um, and, you know, I think for, for several, for several reasons, I mean, one, obviously, um, he encouraged us all to get an education and, um, really prioritize that. Um, he also, um, you know, spent time with us and, um, really was always, um, was such a positive influence in us. You know, I, I, I remember, you know, even if I got a grade that I didn't think was good enough, you know, he would come in and tell me how proud he was of, of what I had achieved, right? And so I think for me, having that, that supportive father probably made the, the biggest difference for me. And I know not, not everyone might, might not have that, but um, even if it's not your father, if it's your sister or older brother or cousin or you know, the neighbor next door or a teacher. Um, I think that when you, um, when you can have someone like that, you know, and reach out to them and ask them for help and guidance or support and do it for others, I think, um, I think that can really make a difference in people's lives. Okay. And then what was your lowest point in life and how did you overcome that obstacle? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I think, um, and this this <laughs> this probably may not seem like such a low point, but but it was for me at the time. So I'm going to bring this up. You know, I was at one time uh, working in a role um, where um, I had a boss who had um, decided for some reason that he didn't like me. And you know, I'm, I'm someone who doesn't give up. So that's another thing that made a difference in my career. So I tried every possible way I could to one, make him understand that um, I was a good worker, make him understand that I, you know, was knew this information and could be um, good in the role. And, and at the end of the day, um, it, you know, it just didn't, it didn't work out. And um, I was fortunate because I could stay within IBM. It was I, IBM at the time. And I chose to take a lateral move. So rather than what had been, you know, every year to a promotion, I took a lateral move to a different area. And um, at the time, I thought it was a real failure, you know, but I just got to the point where I realized, you know, this wasn't working. 
I was managing a team and it wasn't working for them because they were being negatively impacted by the way he was treating me. And, um, you know, but I moved and, and I found, you know, I found a position where I could excel and where the people around me appreciated what I was doing. And I was learning because I was in a new area where I may not have moved to that area otherwise. And I think that, you know, for me, the challenge was that, um, you know, I didn't, I never want to give up on something. And I, and I, and I, I would encourage people, you know, not to give up and to keep trying. But in this case, what I needed to do is rather than trying the same thing, you know, and not giving up, I needed to try something new. And in this case, trying something new meant moving to a new area where I felt I could excel and learn. And for me, that turned out to be the best thing. And, um, you know, I don't know why that particular position, you know, relationship didn't work out. You know, I, I definitely tried every way I could. It was interesting because many years later, that particular manager came to me and said that, um, you know, he apologized and said that he felt like he um, didn't uh, give me the opportunity and treat me well. But, um, but I do think there's going to be times in your life where you have a certain path in mind. And either because of opportunities, and it can be global opportunities, it can be the digital transformation or whatever's next. But you, you're going to be um, most successful if you can you know, kind of make a turn to take advantage of where there is opportunity. And so I think out of that very difficult situation, I found that I could make that turn and I could end up with something better. So I think it made me a little bit more open to opportunities in the future too. Okay, and then what's the most common reason for people falling and giving up in your opinion? Do you have any tips to succeed? Yeah, I think that we, there's a tendency for many people um, that they take those challenges personally. So something may not work, but that doesn't mean that, you know, that, that, that you personally can't be successful. So I think, you know, when you do reach those challenges, um, it's really good to look back and, and learn from them. Like, you know, what could you have done better or what could you have done differently and then move forward. And I think what happens is sometimes we can get, you know, um, we can personalize it so much that we think we're failures and then we give up or we stop or we say this career isn't for me. And it may not be the career, like my situation, it was the job, but it wasn't the career, right? So by, by, by moving on, I was able to find something good. So I think I would, I would definitely, as you, you meet those hard challenges, you know, I would try to, um, you know, um, talk to people, you know, if they're um, coworkers or other students, get help if you need it um, and, um, and, and, and learn from it so that you can be better and stronger in the future, but not to give up. Okay. And then lastly, do you have any tips for the audience? Oh, yeah. I would just say, not, don't be afraid to try any, try think new things. You know, I think sometimes um, we're so focused on where we want to be in five or 10 years or next year that we don't take advantage of everything that's around us. So I would say, you know, try something new today. 
try something new this year. Maybe it's learning Spanish. Maybe it's playing the harp. Maybe it's, um, you know, just going hiking uh, in the mountains. But I would keep trying new things and I would definitely take advantage of opportunities when they come because you may not have a new one every day or every year, you know? So if you have a unique opportunity and if you can figure out a way to take advantage of it, I would definitely do that. And lastly, I would say, if you really want something, don't give up. All right, so thus that concludes the episode for this week. If you wanna know more about how I relate to these amazing topics, then stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Make sure to check out Miss Keeley's social media's handles and also that her work that she's done. Also, make sure to come back to this channel soon. Once again, thank you for finding me, and I hope we stay in touch with each other. Dito, you are listening to Arnasahu, the host of Arnas News. Peace out. See you next time. Toodles.